welcome to the Crude Report, Argus's podcast series on global crude oil markets. My name is Michael Carolan. I'm the editor of Argus Crude here in London. And with me today is James Gooder, Vice President of Argus. Welcome, James. Hi, Michael. Thanks for having me. It's been uh, quite a week in the crude market. The headline seems to have been price reporting agency Platts adding US crude WTI into dated Brent. Wasn't that an Argus idea? <laughs> well, um, it certainly is not a new idea. And um, we've been, uh, as you know very well, we've been running a, a price where WTI is added into the Brent basket to see how it worked for the past couple of years. So anyone who's listening to this and is wondering what the impact of a change like that would be uh, only has to look at the Argus reports. But uh, I don't know if that was the headline. That was one of the headlines, but that was widely expected. Uh, Platts telegraphed this change back in December. They've been consulting with the market. Uh, and what the market was expecting in the first ever virtual IP week that just uh, took place last week was that uh, Platts, you know, as the, the um, premier publisher of a dated Brent price, would confirm the addition of WTI, and that would be uh, implemented in due course. But what they actually said was, uh, as well as that, um, we're going to change the dated Brent benchmark from a FOB at the free on board basis uh, at the terminals of the North Sea to a SIF basis, cost insurance and freights, and that's uh, a different way of trading. That's trading on delivery uh, and delivery into Rotterdam and supports in that part of the world. So that element really caught the market by surprise, and I think that is what's triggered a lot of the uh, a lot of the controversy we've heard in the past week. Okay, so the the big picture here is the change from FOB to SIF. That sounds like a rather technical change that's of interest to pricing nerds like you and me. What does it mean and what are the implications? Well, I can't deny it that maybe we are uh, deeper into this than some, but this is really uh, has impact across the the oil business and beyond, like anybody that's uh, exposed to dated Brent prices. And that's not just oil. That's... uh, lots of other things but let's have a look at some of those i mean the change is from fob to sif as you say so that is the first difference is that this benchmark instead of being the most competitive crude being priced in the north sea uh, which could be taken to rotterdam but it could also be taken to south africa or the us or singapore or china it's competition amongst producers if you like the second the alternative now that being offered is uh, a sif price and that's competition into Rotterdam. So forget what the Chinese want or the US buyers. It's all about what's the most competitive crude arriving in Northwest Europe. For one thing, the SIF price is always higher than the FOB price, almost always. It should be because it includes shipping, right? Um, It's the delivered price in the same way that if you pay for an Amazon parcel at your house, you don't pay what it costs in the shop. You also pay uh, what it costs to deliver to you. So there's that element. This will mean a higher benchmark than it would have been otherwise. There's also the question of who's playing in this market. If you have delivered setting the price, then the optionality is all about who can get a cargo to meet that delivery window. And if you are on a FOP price, it's all about who wants the cargo most uh, to take it to whichever market in the world the arbitrage suggests you should. So it's a change in trading behavior and in trading participation. But the implications uh, of all of this are really wide-reaching. Dated Brent is baked into numerous long-term contracts, both 
supply contracts from uh, majors to refiners, from producers to, to buyers, but also into the upstream contracts, the E&P contracts that can last for decades. Um, and if you were to say from one day to the next, well, that is not uh, a FOB contract, it's a SIF contract, then all the expectations that came with that contract are upended. And there's definitely a case that they could be reopened or legally challenged by somebody who felt that they were losing out by this change. There's also the fact that tax authorities, both in uh, the North Sea, in the UK and Norway, as well as in other parts of the world, uh, Russia, Nigeria, just to name two, uh, using dated Brents when they're coming up with tax formulas for the oil sector. All of those will be open to challenge and, uh, and legal questions. And then it's not just oil uh, and it's not just crude. I mean, of course, the real value of oil products is what they are worth relative to crude. And many of those margins or those crack spreads between crude and products are calculated on a dated Brent basis and are used by refiners and others to work out the, the value of their assets many years into the future. All that will change. Uh, the way that a refinery runs uh, and choosing which crudes to run, which crudes to consume, all, a lot of that is based on a dated Brent-based model. And then beyond the oil, we're talking about long-term uh, gas supply contracts, both pipeline gas and uh, uh, liquefied natural gas, LNG. All of these may have dated Brent elements uh, that, again, there's a material change in value price reporting agency has gone beyond what it normally does, which is to report, but to set the price, if you like, to decide what the price includes and what it doesn't. It's got very far-reaching um, implications. So it's obviously a huge change. How has the market reacted to it? Well, of the people that we've spoken to, pretty unanimously with surprise and varying degrees of anger, I don't think that's too strong a word, the biggest complaint that we've heard is that as well as the plan itself being a very large change to digest and perhaps not even workable, um, I mean, we can talk about the implications for the forward contract separately, but what they were presented with was not what they were consulted about. That's the biggest complaint we've heard. There was a lack of consultation and also a breach of trust. People like certainty in these markets. They like predictability. If you're taking a position many months and years down the forward curve, what you don't want to be told is uh, that position is, it means something else now um, because you will have made a lot of decisions, whether investment or asset planning or production. A lot of these decisions are based uh, on these kind of forward curves. And if the value changes, then all of those decisions have to be rethought. Uh, so there's that breach of trust element and the lack of certainty. And the risk is that this kind of uncertainty could undermine liquidity and in the instruments and derivatives that are linked to the Brent markets. Ice Brent Futures, most of all, is uh, is one of the world's premier oil hedging instruments, along with uh, NYMEX WTI. And what Ice Brent Futures mean depends on what the physical market against which it ultimately uh, cashes out means as well. And so what the exchanges will be afraid of is a, a, a lack of liquidity or a lack of confidence in those forward contracts and a fall in volumes and thus income for them. So there's a big risk that a lot of the hedging elements of all of this will be a lot more risky than they were. And ultimately, that means higher prices, because if you can't manage your price risk efficiently, then uh, the consumer will be the net loser in that scenario. So 
the reaction, as I say, has been surprise, anger, uh, to the extent that uh, there has been discussion of uh, switching away from Platt's dated Brent to other competing indexes. Of course, I should point out that we're competing in this space as well with our North Sea dated price, which uh, has a very similar methodology. Um, so at the moment, we're absorbing that uh, feedback. We're providing a, a listening ear and deciding what we need to do next to uh, respond to the market's demand. Are there examples of, um, of a price reporting agency making a unilateral change like this in the past? Uh, this kind of thing has happened a few times, and it causes great uphe- upheaval every time it does. And there may well be very good reasons for the change, good theoretical or kind of methodological reasons why such a change is necessary. But as I say, it's the lack of, uh, of preparation, the lack of consultation that's a problem. A couple of times I can think of there was in the mid first decade of this century, since 2005-06, Platts tried to uh, encourage the U.S. Gulf Coast crude market to trade in its uh, its window, market on close methodology, and that market is pretty well happy with the way things were set up. So instead of going along with that change, they switched over to Argus, and we continue to use an all-day volume-weighted average assessment, which is what they told us they wanted. That was a big change. Um, and then the year after that, um, there was a, a bit of an upheaval in the North Sea where, again, it was Platts that made a, a unilateral decision to remove uh, 40s crude from what was then a basket of three Brent 40s and Oseberg um, because they felt that with the change in spec or the change in quality rather of that grade with the, the addition of the buzzard field to the 40s stream, that the sofa was too high for it to be considered a a light, sweet crude anymore. This caused great consternation and great upset, just as the last week's announcement did. And for a, a few short weeks, uh, the market began to trade uh, on an Argus basis because they felt that they understood uh, what our benchmark represented and it's what they had anticipated. Everybody knew the change with 40s was coming, so there was no need to kind of uh, artificially price that change out of the benchmark. But then uh, Platts were persuaded by various market participants to uh, backtrack on that change. A sulfur de-escalator was added, the suggestion of market participants to kind of stabilize the value of 40s. And that's been in place ever since. So that was one of those occasions where uh, the incumbent was encouraged to uh, step back from a radical proposal. Right. So is there anything Argus can do to calm the market's nerves on this occasion? Well, we are the challenger in benchmarking, um, and we are the the backstop, if you like. So it's important that we are clear about what our methodology represents, and that, of course, is all available on our website, and we're very happy to discuss it with people in detail. Uh, We will continue to publish Argus North Sea dated based on FOB market assessments, just as we have since the 1980s. That's not going to change. We can make that guarantee. It may be in time as the market evolves that we want to include other grades beyond the Brent 40s Oseberg Ecofist control in the basket at the moment. And those grades could include heavier North Sea crudes like Johan Sedrup and Grana adjusted for quality in the similar way that 40s is adjusted today. Or, and possibly as well as, we could include delivered crudes from outside the region. Again, this is something we've been experimenting with for the past two years. So grades like WTI Midland, of course, but also perhaps uh, other light sweet crudes, Bonnie Light from Nigeria or 
uh, other crudes. There are, there's certainly plenty of crude around, that's not the issue. But we would adjust those back to a FOB North Sea equivalent basis. Now we see, uh, we agree that it's important to make sure that benchmarks are well maintained, that they have to be improved and developed over time to capture maximum liquidity and all that and re retain the market's confidence is the most important thing. But we agree with some of our correspondents that the, the changes need to be gradual and they need to be consensual and they need to be flagged up well in advance. Otherwise, the price reporting agency itself becomes the source of volatility. And I think there's enough volatility in the world without us adding to it. Thank you very much, James, for your explanation. That's been great. I imagine we'll be revisiting this topic in the near future. Now, if you're looking for more news and analysis on issues such as this, or you want access to our North Sea data assessment, consider subscribing to the Argus Crude Service. You can find more information on this service on our website at www.argusmedia.com. Thank you for tuning in this week, and we look forward to you coming back for the next episode of The Crude Report.